This is not just a sermon, neither is it just a teaching. You're about to hear a message from God that will empower and equip you and cause you to excel in life here on earth and in eternity in heaven. Get ready for a transformation by the Word of God through His daughter, Pastor Fumi Obilana. Happy Easter Church. And to all of you walking, uh, watching online, a very, very happy Easter to you all. Uh, our relationship with Jesus is a very, very personal one. Over this last few days, um, in the various programs that we've had in church, we've seen, we've tried to get really, really personal with Jesus. On Wednesday, we had the Easter cantata. It was a musical, and we had a time of just singing, and um, watched part of it. Um, the multimedia played it for us earlier on in the service. And then again on Friday, we had our reenactments, thanks to the drama department again, of the washing of the feet of the Last Supper, where Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, and also when um, he shared the, 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 the Last Supper with them, we had a table set up here trying to reenact what that table was like for Jesus and his 12 disciples on the night before he was betrayed. And one of the scriptures that stuck out to me that evening was the scripture from Matthew 26, verse 29, where Jesus said in Matthew 26, verse 29, Matthew 26, 29, after he served his disciples with the bread and with the wine, he said to them, this is my flesh and this is my blood. And he said to them, he said, I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. So Jesus said he was not going to drink of that wine of the vine again until we are together with him in heaven and then he will drink it with us. In the interim, he says, we should continue breaking that bread, drinking that wine. And every time we do it, we do it in remembrance that very soon he's going to join us at that banquet table. Until then, he said, you carry on, but I will not. I'm looking forward to the day when you all join me and we can drink together and eat together. Our relationship with Jesus is very, very personal. The drama group has very, very powerfully demonstrated it to us this morning. We see Nicodemus, a high government official, a high spiritual leader, coming to Jesus by night, to ask questions. And Jesus dealt with him at his own level. 
began to have some deep theological conversations with him. When he said to him, you must be born again, Nicodemus said, what do you mean? He was reasoning it out with his mind. But in his heart, he knew. In his spirit, he knew. There are many things that we will never understand with our mind, with our intellect. But in our spirit, we know. Because as I have said to us over and over again, we are spiritual beings. Your spirit lives for eternity. Your mind, your soul will die one day. You won't need them anymore. But your spirit is going to be alive throughout eternity. You heard in the drama this afternoon or this morning, Jesus said to him, believe. 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 For as many as believe, he will give the power to become the sons of God. You don't believe with your head. You don't believe with your mind. You believe by the spirit that is inside of you. Our relationship with Jesus is very, very personal. The second person we met today was the woman who Jesus met at the well. John she had had many husbands. She was an outcast, a social outcast. Nobody wanted to be around her. She herself knew. She was being judged. And it's a message to those of us who are in church. Who judge? We judge people by what we hear about them, what we know about them, what we think about them. Everybody has a story. In fact, the Bible says that all have sinned. Both the judged and the judge. In church, everybody sinned. You can hear her pain. Who gets married? And the day of their marriage, they are thinking, one day I'm going to get divorced. Or I'm going to get separated from my husband or my wife. Or I'm going to be the victim of domestic abuse. Of Emotional abuse, of mental abuse, of who gets married and on the day of their marriage, they are thinking, I'm getting divorced. Life is full of uncertainties. And life happens. And when life happens to a person, it is very possible that they go from one life happening to another life happening to another life happening until they have a reputation 
like the woman with the five husbands. And the one she now deals with is not even her husband. She didn't even bother to get married anymore. People go from one broken heart to another broken heart to another broken heart to another broken heart. From one heart to another heart to another heart. Our relationship with Jesus is very personal. Jesus did not condemn her. Instead, Jesus invited her and said, I will give you the living water and you will never thirst again. I will give you purpose for living and you will never need to look for somebody's affirmation again. I will give you healing in your heart and you will never have to go from pain to pain to pain to sorrow again. Our relationship with Jesus is personal. Or do you want to talk about the woman who was caught in the very act and they brought her? The men brought her and they left their friend uncondemned. It takes two. It takes two. And in church, in life, we find people to make escape goods. And we protect our friends. We protect our relations. But every other person, we cast them out of the dog. Nobody brought him out. It was only the week that they drew out and pulled her and brought her to Jesus. Hey, we caught her. Rabbi, what do you say? You made the law. Let's apply the law that you made to this one. What do you say? And the Lord looked at them and looked at her. And said, it's all right. All of the holy people in church that have never committed any sin throw the first stone. Thank God they had a conscience. Thank God they had a conscience. Because none of them could throw that first stone. And Jesus looked at her and said, did anyone condemn you? I don't condemn you. I want us to understand this morning, church, that God does not condemn anybody. He does not what? He does not condemn anyone. When we install ourselves as the prosecutor and the judge, God has a problem with us. Many of us will be amazed when we get to heaven at the people we will meet in heaven. And you will be even more amazed at the reward that they will be getting. Some of us who belong to the association of bishops and the association of bishop wives, 
will be shocked when we get to heaven. Our relationship with Jesus is very personal. God meets everyone at their own level. And you do not know what level anybody is. Because your sight is limited. The church of God must be a church of love. There's a reckless love of God that leaves the 99 and goes to look for that one. How many times in church have we gone to look for anybody? Especially the one that we think and we say is a sinner. They are not holy enough. Our relationship with Jesus is very personal. On a reassuring note to everyone in the house today who has lost a loved one, I want you to know that as the tomb of Jesus was empty on Easter Sunday, on resurrection morning, so will the tomb of your loved one who died in Christ be empty on the day of resurrection. And if we die before Jesus comes, on resurrection morning, our tombs will be empty. Amen. Death is not the end of the story of a believer. The women went to the tomb on resurrection morning, thinking they would take care of the body of Jesus. He was not there. Believe me, on resurrection morning, I will not be in the grave. And you know why I know? Because when Jesus rose from the dead, the Bible tells us that all the graves opened. And people who were thought to have died were walking up and down the streets of Jerusalem. It's going to happen again. Resurrection is not a story. Resurrection is a fact. A day is coming when the dead in Christ will break out of the grave. And all those bones that are dried and the flesh that has rotted will all be gathered together. Only this time, it will be a body that is indestructible, a glorified body. And physically, we will see each other. That is the celebration of Easter. That is why we celebrate Easter. That is why your attitude to death must change because death is not final. 
for those who die in Christ. Death is a temporary stop. It's a layover before you get to the end of your journey. Good news. On the final Easter morning, we will not be found in our graves. Graves will be empty. As Jesus' grave was empty, so will our graves be empty too. It will even be more glorious because as we get out of the grave, we will be meeting each other, seeing loved ones. What a wonderful reunion. We will be talking with Peter. We will be talking with Paul. We will be talking with husbands. We will be talking with wives. We will be talking with children. We will be talking with parents. We'll be talking with the great men and women of God who have gone before. We'll be talking with Billy Graham. We'll be talking with Catherine Coleman. Do you know that people who died in plane crashes, whose bodies were never found, do you know that on resurrection morning, we will see them again? Their bodies intact. People swept away. People lost that we never saw again. We looked and looked and looked for them. On resurrection morning, we will see them. We will see them. Our relationship with Jesus is very personal. Not one of his own will be lost. Everyone who has a relationship with Jesus, one by one on resurrection morning, we will all get up. And he said, in Matthew 26, 29, he says, on that day, you will sit together with me at the banquet table. And for the first time in Thousands of years after I left the earth, you and I will sit down together and we will drink again and we will eat again. The word is already working in you. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more messages and information about the church, please visit us at www.rccglivingspring.org.